troops have turned to the Syrian government and Russia as U.S. forces move out of the region. Now this town is waiting for the arrival of Russian-backed Syrian forces. Those forces have done a deal, Damascus done a deal with the Kurds because of some of the blood-curdling images that we have seen over the weekend. Fort Worth Mayor Betsy Price is apologizing to the family of a woman who was shot to death by a now former police officer inside her home. It's unacceptable. There is nothing that could justify what happened on Saturday morning. Nothing. A Tatiana Jefferson was playing a video game with her nephew when she was killed. The officer who fired the shot resigned this morning, but the police chief says he would have been fired. A police officer in suburban Washington, D.C. is dead after a shooting while he was on patrol. The incident happened at a mall in Silver Spring, Maryland this morning. The officer had made a radio call saying he was investigating a disorderly subject on the roof of a parking garage. A Republican congressman says he was asked to leave the deposition of a former President Trump advisor today. Why is Adam Schiff trying to run a kangaroo court? Why is he continuing to limit access to evidence, limit access even for members of Congress? So I'm deeply disappointed. Matt Gates of Florida does not sit on any of the three committees conducting today's hearing in the impeachment inquiry of President Trump. Gates is a vocal defender of President Trump and has been highly critical of the impeachment inquiry. Stocks are closing slightly lower after China said it wants additional talks before signing a partial trade deal with the United States. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 29 points today. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Now, SkyScan weather for the RVA from 1029 The Mater. For tonight, clear skies, a low around 50 degrees. Sunny for tomorrow with a high of 74. Tomorrow night, a chance of showers, mostly cloudy, a low of 58 degrees. Showers on Wednesday, ending by early afternoon with a high of 68 degrees. On Thursday, look for sunny skies with a high of 65. Sunny Friday and 66. From the Mater Weather Center, in the center of the universe, I'm John Waters. The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. a packed house tonight here at sports page grill ashland as we get set for another edition of in the red zone welcome to all of our fans listening tonight live on 1029 the mater 102.9 fm 1430 am fans listening on your mobile devices on the tune in radio app on radio all r-a-d-i-a-l-l and for our fans listening online at hanover county sports.net part of the rva sports network our hour is as jam-packed as uh, as this restaurant is tonight. Here's what's coming up in the red zone in this hour. We'll have the latest NBC 12 
RBA Sports Network Big 12 High School Football Poll. What will happen after the Highland Springs comeback win over Manchester in the one versus two battle? Does Manchester slip? Do they stay at two? Does maybe Hopewell move up? What about Verina after their big performance on the game of the week on Friday here on the Mater? That's all coming up in half hour number two. Also coming up, the latest regional playoff standings released today by the Virginia High School League. We'll break them all down. Tell you who's up, who's down, who's in, who's out with just four Friday nights left until projection night, November the 8th. The Nationals are two wins away from the World Series after an improbable 19-31 and 31 start. We may touch on that for just a moment. Occasionally, we'll get into national sports, and that certainly bears mentioning. Randolph making football with their fourth straight conference win, fifth straight win overall as they get set to go to Buena Vista on Saturday. We'll talk about that, too. But coming up after our first commercial break, going to take it a little early tonight to accommodate our first guest. Coming up, it's the eve of practice for the 2019-2020 men's college basketball season. We were very fortunate and blessed to have Carol LaHaye, the women's head basketball coach at Randolph-Macon, with us here last Monday night. Josh Merkel is our guest tonight, and he'll be on right after this quick timeout on 1029 The Mater and across the RBA Sports Network. It's a beautiful Monday evening, and you're in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Marcos, quickly becoming your go-to place for Randolph-Macon football after the games. It's Marcos Italian Restaurant, Bar and Grill, 805 England Street in Ashland. Marcos, open Monday through Thursday, 10.30 to 10.30, Friday and Saturday, 10.30 to 11, and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. So when do we say soft pizza, pasta, seafood, chicken? Make it Marcos for lunch or dinner or order takeout, 804-299-3454. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 877-801-0746. 877-801-0746. That's 877-801-0746. 
back live here at Sports Page Grill on In the Red Zone, 1029 The Mater. Fans listening online, HanoverCountySports.net, and on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio. Can you feel it? It's in the air. It's tomorrow. Coach, when's first practice tomorrow? 5 a.m., 6 a.m.? Uh, 11.30 full team, and then a couple individual groups, one at 8.30 and one at 3. Okay. So split it up. 11.30 is not bad. And if he got in the well, let me guess. Was it you know the short straws at eight thirty and the no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, not exactly. Class scheduling. Oh, okay. Yeah, working yes. around that. That does have something to do with it. The 2019-2020 Randolph Lincoln men's college basketball season gets underway early November, but they can practice officially tomorrow. And I know coach for you, Coach Josh Merkel joins us here on In the Red Zone. Coach, this has got to be like Christmas Eve. You're just waiting for tomorrow to wake up and 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 off you go. It is. It always has been. Yeah. There's a lot of excitement that builds up into it, and it's a long time coming because we haven't been there as a group since uh, mid-March. Yeah. Um, so guys have been working and playing against each other, and uh, you know, playing pickup and lifting weights and doing all those things that you, that you do to prepare. But there's nothing like getting out there with the with the whistle and the coaching staff and getting it filmed and getting everything uh, rolling. Now, with the current rules the way they are, how are you able to interact with your players in that off-season time, uh, spring and through the summer and whatnot? It's basically player-led, player-driven. We can set up the environment and the structure. We can be in the weight room as long as we're strength certified with the group, Okay. as long as we don't have a, uh, uh, an official strength coach. Okay. Um, so if for schools that do have a strength coach, they can't be in the weight room with their guys. Okay. Um, as far as the pickup, that, that's the players are setting that up and picking teams and playing their roles, and uh, that's why you want self-motivated guys to be getting in there. And obviously, you don't just get better by lifting and playing. You've got to be working on your skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're in they're in their groups doing those things, and um, and then we've got study hall as well, and we can be very involved with the academic side. Yes. Keep them up to snuff on that as well, which is even more important, I know, hard to believe, than basketball, but it most certainly is. You have a a very, very strong core coming back this season. Uh, I know a lot of people, the first name is going to come to their mind, obviously, is Buzz Anthony, and rightfully so with the work that he's done for you guys the last couple of years. But you got a really great core coming back for this season to hopefully build off the success of last year. Yeah, three seniors, three juniors, so having six veterans – and then all guys that have been in a lot of games, who had a lot of game experience, and even practice experience. Um, Ken Kilgrove is a name that we haven't talked much about. He's played behind, you know, that great front court when you have Grayson, Luke, right. uh, Daryl, John, Montice. <clears throat> so he's been playing against those guys for the last three years. And, you know, he's been anxious, and he's one of our hardest workers. So I'm excited to see him have more opportunity and see that confidence grow and develop with uh, with more experience, more time. No doubt. No doubt. What does a guy like Buzz do in the offseason mm-hmm. to try to get – I mean, he's, he's just such a fluid player. It all seems to come so natural to him. And we've seen him grow here in the last couple of yeah. years from where he was when he stepped on campus. It's yeah. insane the growth level he has. But I know he knows and he believes that there's more. So how does one tap into that untapped potential? You know, to the, the first thing that comes to mind, quoting Kevin Eastman, he will say the best of the best love what they do. And Buzz absolutely loves basketball, but he loves getting better at basketball. And certain guys will always work on the things that they're good at. A good shooter is going to be in there, and, you know, it feels good to make shot after shot, so guys will continue to work on those strengths. Buzz consistently will find a workout where he's working on his weakness. Mm. And so – Left hand has been a huge area of focus for him. Um, he does something uh, preseason where 
our guys finish a, a workout at, let's say, um, 5 o'clock. And then he'll get back in Thursday night, 9 o'clock. He'll come back at 3.30 in the morning, Friday morning. He'll come back at Friday at 10.20, work out with a couple guys, and then we've got the Friday lift. So his edge, his mental edge, he's been doing this the last two years, three workouts in between the time that everybody plays and lifts. And wow. that's the Kobe mentality. Wow. That's amazing. Now, does Buzz, do it, does, is Buzz looking at a situation to where maybe if he had the opportunity to do it, say, an overseas career once he's done here, is that not out of the realm of possibility for him? It's not. It's always harder for guards um, because there's more of those there's guys more than there are 6'10 guys. Right. Um, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Him finding, you know, sometimes it's uh, a lot like taking a entry-level position in a certain job that would be hard to crack into. Mm -hmm. um, but there's probably some roles, and we'll, we'll see what happens. I know he wants to play as long as he can, and you never know. And that's exactly what I was thinking why I had that, that line of questioning, because I know for him it's going to be very hard when that final whistle goes. Uh, and just simply because, as you mentioned, going back to the Eastman quote, he loves what he does, yeah. but he loves getting better at what he does. He, he's been great, too. Just Not only is he, is he getting himself better, but he could tell you right now what everyone on our team could be, should be working on. He's put together a highlight tape for all those guys when the season ends. He's, he's known he's wanted to coach since, I mean, one of the reasons that, that he chose Randolph-Macon is the coaching tree, the coaching tradition, uh -huh. and the experience that would, he would get in a winning program. Um, so that was a big piece. And uh, Coach Rhodes knows all about him. He, he's been gracious enough to, uh, you know, think highly of Buzz. And, you know, so he, he's on his way. And kind of the first way to become a good coach is to have a great playing career. And he's, he's working on that part. That's awesome. Now, we've name-dropped Mike Rhodes. Let me name-drop another guy, Chris Mooney. Uh, tell us about November 3rd and how that came to be. You're heading down to the Robbins Center that Sunday evening. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, and I'm thankful to Coach Mooney, their staff, uh, for allowing that to happen and, and give us that opportunity because our guys, they really look forward to challenging themselves, playing up, leveling up. Um, you know, we've done it the past couple of years. Other programs have been gracious. And, uh, you know, to do it 20 minutes away, to do it, Corey Turner, who's a senior, his brother played there. That's always been a dream of his to get back there and play. And um, so it's just an exciting time. But we're really going to be obviously challenged uh, at all levels with size, strength, athleticism. Uh, they've been practicing a little bit longer than us, but mm -hmm. no excuses. It's just an opportunity to go out there and uh, play together against someone else uh, and, and work to the standard that we're working on. There you go. And get better. Get better. No matter who the opponent is. Yeah. Speaking of Corey, I have been watching that young man since he was either a freshman or sophomore at Midlothian before he transferred over to Amelia Academy. Got to see him here and uh, there, and now obviously followed his career here. He seems so infectious. He seems like someone that is just fun to be around. Yeah. I mean, 100%. He, he's one of our hardest workers. He's a great team guy. Never down. Um, you know, always the same. Not, not moody. Uh, is going to be great, successful, whatever he chooses to do. He's had a couple great internships. He's worked with Dave Molesky, Richline Enterprises in New York City. That was after his junior, after his sophomore year. Excuse wow. me. Um, Geico internship here this summer. Has already has a job offer before he's even graduated. He's just um, our top GPA guy. And I already mentioned the work ethic, but you know, we even look back to um, the guys on our team and who hosted them. And KT's responsible for probably a fourth of our team and mm. helping build our team. 
when they came on their visits. And, uh, you know, you guys as coaches can do only but so much. The players have to make a good sell, too. And some of them it's easier to do than others. And for some of them, it's a gift that they have. And Corey certainly has it. There's no doubt. He he does. He just uh, he can connect. He's got that emotional intelligence and he cares about people. So he's been uh, he's been great for our program in many more ways than one. Speaking of bringing people in, tell us about the newcomers. Yeah, excited. It starts with two local guys. Uh, Alex Fabiato played at Stewart High School. Yes. Tremendous shooter and competitor. Uh, Noah Lindsay, Benedictine, good vertical athlete. Uh, not afraid to be physical. You know, it's hard these days to find. If you walk in a gym and say, all right, all the guards go here, all the forwards go here, all the all the centers go here, the four. No one ever goes into that line. Nobody wants that line. Noah is not afraid to to bang and and do the little things and uh, rebound and defend. Um, So excited about those two guys. Uh, Josh Talbert from Kellum High School down at Virginia Beach. Oh, yeah. Good athlete, uh, good playmaker, does a lot of things well. Um, Good strong frame for a freshman, too. And then Miles Mallory from St. Vincent Pilate High School in Maryland. Same league as Buzz. Okay. and he's going to be uh, hopefully an impact at the defensive end, shot blocker, uh, good offensively, is nailing the 15-footer, um, and just really has a lot of room to, to grow and develop. Excited about him. He's about 6'6". Six, 6'6", six. Six, six, so yeah, room, room to work, room to grow. Josh Merkel, head men's basketball coach at Randolph-Macon with us here tonight live at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Coach, uh, the takeaways from last season, the players that have returned, the nucleus that you have, the newcomers coming in, What's the number one priority for you as a coach in practice now, starting tomorrow, getting ready for the official opener, which will be a week after U of R? Number one priority is probably staying healthy. Health is wealth. Uh, that's a huge piece. Um, you know, just kind of monitoring those guys, their heart rate, their their workload. Uh, but then it's, it's the defense and rebounding. It, it's establishing every year is different. So last year it was awesome, but it's a brand new year. And, and you got to. To start from scratch, you can't assume that those guys know. There's different roles, different seats on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, just one player in that starting five, let's say, could impact the, the whole dynamic. And so we've got to learn and grow and, and create that chemistry and figure out who plays the best with others uh, and who can add value when they're on the floor, no matter who else is on the floor. And who creates nonverbal communication, which is something that you just cannot replicate. You can't coach that. It either happens or it doesn't. Now, you like to schedule hard. You also don't mind getting on the road. And uh, you're on the road throughout the month of November, from what I see here. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the two tournaments that you're heading into, and then we'll talk quickly about uh, getting started on the ODAC with not one, not two, but three consecutive road games before you're finally at home Mm -hmm. in conference play. Yeah, so starting with the, I think it's always good because uh, at the end of the year, you have those weekend tournaments to advance. Yes. you got to win Friday, Saturday to move on. And so we get to simulate that early on with these preseason. There's more team togetherness and team bonding as you go on the road. Uh, there's less time for scouting. You play one game, then you got to turn around and play the next one. Uh, we like that. We see that as an advantage because we feel like our style of play allows us to go into those um, games and they have to adjust and adapt to us. Uh, we're going to go to St. Mary's, about two hours away. Uh, our, we've got three Maryland guys that will be playing in their home state. And then a little bit further north, uh, getting to Messiah and their tournament. They've got a, a new facility uh, oh, we, we've cool. heard great things about. And um, you know, we've got, we continue to work to recruit uh, guys from that northern area. It would be good for maybe some of those guys to get to the game. And uh, then, as you mentioned, the ODAC play. 
Uh, the Hamden City is a non-league game. Yes. Uh, we'll mention, but um, awesome to get that. So as the the ODAC scheduling, they only scheduled it once. But obviously, both parties want to continue that tradition of playing a home and away in the same year. So yeah, the good that. old uneven scheduling has now even in, in, impacted the ODAC. Uh, That's right. You can't get away from it. Yeah. That's right. I'm glad you you made that point. That the the game on the 23rd of November, which is the Saturday before Thanksgiving, it's at Hamden City, but it's officially quote unquote a non-conference affair. But right. yeah, if anybody needs to play home and home every year for the love of God, it's the Yellow Jackets and the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Glad we could get that done. I, yeah, I'm glad you did. Too. So Washington and Lee to get started. Yeah. Uh, then you go to Randolph on that. The, it's interesting. Uh, the coming out of the Thanksgiving break on that Sunday, yeah. the first, and then you're in the friendly confines of what should be a very big first week of, of December. You get Bridgewater in on Wednesday night, and then here comes CMU, and that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that game. Uh, those, those guys have been a barometer of uh, you know just the standard, and so I think two Final Fours in the last four years. Yeah. Coach K does a great job, and uh, yeah, our guys will be will certainly be looking forward to it, but we look forward to every game, and, uh, you know, you take them one at a time. And great to see the Coach's Classic back during the holiday break. And this year, so that people know, it is a Sunday-Monday affair, the 29th and 30th of December, correct? Right. Yes, sir. Who are the other three teams involved in the Coach's Classic? So Dickinson, okay, Rowan, and Lebanon Valley. Got it. Yeah, Brad McAllister, who's been there a long time and has that, that relationship with Coach Rhodes. Uh, we'll be back for the tournament. So excited about that. So Re- Lebanon Valley is your first opponent, correct, on that Sunday? Yes. Okay. And then Dickinson and Rowan will play in the other game. Exactly. Winners move on. Sure. And that'll be on that Monday night, the 30th, just before we ring in the new year. And then it doesn't get any easier. You have to take that long trip to Henry and Henry on that first Saturday. And then the following Wednesday, you're up Fredericksburg. And it's always tough to play at Mary Washington. Yeah. I, I, this, I know the schedule, though, in terms of your scheming and trying to get that chemistry together. This plays into your hands, and you hope to be able to to work it as best as possible. Yeah, I think you just have to be ready to go. You know, no matter where you go, uh, whether whether you're on the road or at home, uh, it's a chance to be at your best, and uh, we're looking forward to each and every one. Coach, fifth year here in Ashland. A, hard to believe, and B, what have you learned the most about yourself and about coaching in this time since you stepped foot officially as head coach back in 2015? Uh, well, I, I'm excited. I continue to learn something probably each and every day. Uh, I'm reminded that the better players that you have, uh, the better you look as a coach. Uh, certainly it's all about the guys that you have and their commitment and their buy-in uh, to each other and the system. Um, but it's, uh, it's a great place, the community support that we have. I think it's just been a fun environment to grow as a coach um, to continue to get the right guys um, that we that we uh, love to put out there and you know we're going to keep on playing hard as hard as we possibly can compete like there's no tomorrow and uh, I'm going to continue to learn and grow take that growth mindset into practices and look forward to these tough contests where we can really learn about ourselves. Before I let you go, one last opportunity here. We talked about Coach uh, Buzz Anthony and his kind of coaching bug that he has. you got a fantastic staff, and, and we need to give them a shout-out. Take just a moment and tell everybody about the, the, the guys that work with you that make this all happen. Yeah, thank you for asking that, too, because Sean Boggs, Dave Maturo have been with me since day one. Day one. Uh, so they're going into their fifth year as well. And that synergy of the staff where they just – um, you know, we, we can obviously almost finish each other's sentences or drills, uh, and they know the guys as well as anybody. They've, they've recruited them. They've seen them as high school seniors. Uh, I, that synergy has been helpful. And then 
Bobby Brackett uh, is in his first year. Bradley Jacks got the GA ship. He went to Quinnipiac mm -hmm. uh, to work with Baker Dunleavy. Really excited about that opportunity for him. That's great. Uh, from that Nunnally position. And, um, but Bobby Brackett was a, a very good player, three-year all-league player at TCNJ. Um, and fun fact, he played at Lawrenceville High School where Ryan Stein played his high school uh -huh. basketball. So they played for the same high school coach there Wow. As well. So I wonder if he'll make a good high school, uh, elementary school principal one day. Never... Hopefully he's going to make a great coach. Uh, uh, yeah, there you but... go. Yeah, Let's work on that first and maybe <laughs> the other later. Coach, I, I know you're excited about tomorrow. I know you've got a lot going on to get ready for it, so we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to come out and talk to us, get us ready for the season, which, again, that exhibition against the University of Richmond at the Robbins Center, Sunday, November 3rd, 6 p.m. Uh, from what I understand, admission will be free. Now, whether you yes, need sir. a ticket or not, we're, we're going to get all that information out and have it with you here on the air and on Twitter and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and then they tip it for real in Maryland beginning on Saturday, November 9th. Coach, looking forward to it. I love it. your excitement. We might throw you into practice uh, tomorrow if you stop by 1130. I'll go, I'll go over with Noah. I'll be in the centers. <laughs> I'll try to do a little defense and rebound it because I can't shoot a lick. <laughs> I like it. Coach, thanks so much. Thanks, Rob. Josh Merkel, fifth year head coach at Rats. so hard to believe. At Randolph-Macon, it all starts for real on Saturday, November the 9th up at St. Mary's College of Maryland during the Dan Green Memorial Tournament. When we come back, we'll flip our focus over to, briefly, Randolph making college football, talk about their fifth win in a row back on Saturday and their opponent coming up this Saturday, and then we will go headlong into high school football. The latest regional standings are out. The latest poll is out. Lots to talk about as we enter the home stretch of the regular season. That's next after this time out. Live at Sports Page Grill Ashland, you are in the red zone. There's more to come right after this short break. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. At Randolph-Macon College, your education begins with your future in mind from your very first day on campus. Our new Bachelor of Nursing degree provides direct entry into nursing as freshmen who can transition into a nursing career after graduation. Students gain valuable experience working in outstanding healthcare systems in many clinical areas. Visit us online at rmc.edu to schedule a campus tour, a personal interview, or to RSVP for one of our fall open houses. Randolph-Macon College, building extraordinary nurses. When contractors choose the best, they choose Lansing Building Products. Whether for windows, siding, doors, patios, gutters, column, trim, or tools, they know that Lansing's knowledgeable team is there to help guide them in the selection of the right products and proper installation for every job. Good neighbors in Richmond and right here in Hanover County on North Lake Ridge Parkway, remember Lansing Building Products. Visit them on the web at lansingbp.com. Lansing Building Products, delivering excellence from inside out. 
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program. And new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-418-0534. 800-418-0534. 800 a Big Dog Automotive Repair reminds us that many veterans are returning home from service. Many have elite military training and valuable professional skills that can benefit your company. Show your stripes. Hire smart and hire veterans. That's from John and the staff at A&A Big Dog Automotive Repair, a trusted local name and your complete auto repair specialist. For all your auto repair needs, call A&A Big Dog Automotive Repair at 633-3833 or visit them at 18297 Richmond Turnpike here in Richmond, where they are are on the air because they care. hour back with another half hour in the red zone Rob with them happy to be with you here live tonight at sports page grill ashland a big thank you to randolph making men's basketball coach josh merkel things are crazy busy for him right now on the eve of practice they get going first thing tomorrow congratulations to them i, I know uh, that when you finally get to, to practice officially for the first time with your team and you've been waiting six seven months for that off season to finally come to a close I know he is excited. It's going to be a little different look to Randolph Macon this year. There were several graduations off of that team. Uh, some of the guys that that coach mentioned, but there's such a great nucleus back between Buzz and Corey in the backcourt and, and, and several players that, that I think are going to really grow into roles this year. Uh, and, and maybe they would have played more in past years, but when you've got, you know, Daryl Williams and, and you've got Luke Neely and Grayson Medulla, et cetera, et cetera, it's, hard to get, it's simply hard to get playing time. Uh, is really the issue there, and, and that's when, that's a good problem to have. And as Coach mentioned, and sometimes a lot of us forget, you get a junior or a senior that's been waiting their time, and you think, well, you know, are they really that good? Otherwise, if they were good, shouldn't they have played more as a freshman and sophomore? Well, not necessarily, depending upon how the team is, the chemistry of the team, if there's lack of injuries, et cetera. But on top of that, they get to the practice, 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 uh, day in, day out with with those top guys, and now they have an opportunity to replicate what they did. It's a lot like what we've been talking about with Manchester High School football this year, that even though they lost 36 players to graduation off their Class 6 state championship in 15-0 and season last year, you know, they have so many players who are now playing prominent and regular roles who played a lot of varsity minutes last year because they were in the second half of games that were already in doubt. Yeah, no, 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 well, already no longer in doubt, I should say. And so, therefore, Coach Tom Hall, you know, takes some of those guys out, don't want to risk an unnecessary injury, and get experience for the guys you knew that were going to have to take over in 2019. It certainly paid off for them. Five out of their first six games are wins, and, oh, they had Highland Springs on the ropes on Friday night. <clears throat> Excuse me, we'll talk about that coming up in a moment. Before we turn the rest of the show over to high school football, though, I want to talk about Randolph-Macon's football win on Saturday at home at homecoming over Shenandoah. Uh, it was a tale of two halves, really. I mean, a defensive struggle in the first half. The 
Only touchdown, a four-yard run from Jordan Foster, and we saw yet another new offensive wrinkle. Uh, we've seen Andrew Ely, the uh, one of the backup quarterbacks to now uh, star, freshman starter Presley Egbers, uh, come in and do design quarterback draws, quarterback runs. And so when we suddenly saw Jordan Foster come in and check in in the Wildcat format, that's a new wrinkle that we had not seen before. And it paid off as, you know, Jordan going into the game was 15th in the nation in Division Three in all-purpose yards. I mean, he's been tearing it up on the offense, but especially in special teams. And they, they, he didn't get much in special teams this week simply because they just kept kicking away from him. They'd rather kick the, the kick the football out of bounds uh, in the punting game than, than give Jordan a chance to break off a big run. But what Jordan did do was generate offense and opportunity. In that Wildcat offense, he ended up being the leading rusher with 100 yards. Uh, Trey Frederick had 99 on the afternoon. Jordan had the one touchdown of the first half, a four-yard run with about nine minutes to go to make it 7 nothing. And then in the second half, Yellow Jackets come out, score on their first possession. Great drive, eight plays, 72 yards. Jordan Hall, the Hermitage product, scores from two yards out. But then Shenandoah responds, and they respond quickly. You remember Ben Augustino, their quarterback, came in off a six-touchdown, 500-plus-yard performance in their win over uh, Southern Virginia and went in Winchester a week ago Saturday night. He's able to find Casey Stewart, big, tall, wide receiver down the far side. He was able to break two or three tackles and race down the sidelines, get to that pylon and score, and it was 14-7. to but then where Randolph-Macon really made their, their kind of stake their claim, so to speak, uh, was in the middle toward the latter part of the third period. Gavin Stone had had some issues punting. I uh, had a couple of really shanked punts. Uh, he also had sent two kickoffs out of bounds, which, of course, gives you the football if you're the opponent at the 35-yard line. So good field position, including on the opening kickoff of the game. But Gavin unleashed a 56-yard booming punt that put Shenandoah back uh, in the shadow of their own end zone, and on first down after a handoff uh, to their second-string tailback, uh, he was hit and hit hard in the ball. I can see it now from our press position up high. Just flew up in the air, usually fumbles head to the ground. This one did not. It just popped high into the air, and Eric Harris was able to grab it and essentially take a couple of steps, and he was in the end zone. That was a huge turning point in the game. Suddenly, it's 21-7. to and then the Yellow Jacket defense does their job, stopping Shenandoah on a couple of occasions. Yellow Jackets put together their third eight-play scoring drive of the game, this time an 87-yard drive that took four and a half minutes off the clock early in the fourth quarter. Ely, we mentioned a moment ago, he got in on a seven-yard run. That made it 28-7 Yellow Jackets go on to win 35-14. Uh, glaring statistics from the game, I know that they would like to have been better in third down efficiency, only 6 of 14 uh, 43%, but total offense, 456 yards, and that included 302 on the ground, which included a, a, a better uh, uh, work in the running game in the second half as opposed to the first half. So they're improving. They're starting to get better uh, as the game goes on. And if you're a run-first offense and you have the Midwest football mentality of a head coach, as Pedro Aruza does, you want your team to just get lathered up by halftime and then and then you're rolling on all cylinders by the fourth quarter and if you got the guys conditioned and correct and ready 
then it's a situation to where they should be uh, manhandling along the lines, both offensively and defensively. And given the Trey Fredericks and the Jordan Fosters and the Jordan Halls and the Justin DeLeons uh, and the Andrew Ealys and frankly, Presley Eckbers can tuck it and run too. He didn't do it much Saturday, but he's done it in the past and scored some touchdowns as well. Uh, you've got so many guys who can get that job done. It's up to the guys up front. Now, there have been injury issues there, and, and they're still trying to kind of weave and wind their way through all of that. And hopefully the way the schedule's built here over the next two weeks, Yellow Jackets now go to the newest member of the ODAC, Southern Virginia. Uh, the Knights of SVU will be, uh, of course, they're based in Buena Vista. They'll host the Randolph-Macon in our next game. That's Saturday afternoon. And, of course, you can hear that game at 1230. Uh, here on the Mater, beginning with the Lux Chevrolet pregame show, which includes the final word before kickoff with uh, head coach Pedro Aruza. And then Marty Wilson, the voice of the Yellow Jackets, and I will join you with the call at 1 p.m. Yellow Jackets can go up and do what they should do and control that game and get the job done and get a victory. Southern Virginia's only win in conference play so far was over Hamden Sydney, who is struggling mightily. They're 0-4 in the conference, 1-5 overall. Uh, one of two teams in that position. Guilford is the other. There's a pretty big line of delineation right now in the ODAC. Shenandoah took their second loss in the conference on Saturday here in Ashland. You've got Randolph making it 4-0. You've got Shenandoah, excuse me, you have Randolph Megan Forno, you've got WNL, and you've got Bridgewater right behind them. They're still undefeated, and Bridgewater is unbeaten overall. They're the only team without a blemish on their record in the Old Dominion Athletic Conference. Should the Yellow Jackets get by on Saturday and they head into their bye week, October 26th, the week from Saturday, here's kind of how this is going to shape out. First, you've got to beat the Knights. Once you've done that, then you get a week to be healthy. And you also get an extra week's preparation for your next opponent, which is Washington and Lee. And historically, uh, that's been a good team to have coming off a bye week for extra preparation. And Washington and Lee, I thought, was kind of distant in the ODAC preseason poll. Was very surprised when they were picked fifth. And here they are right in the thick of the playoff race. So you got Bridgewater and WNL who play each other next Saturday, the 26th, while Randolph-Macon has their bye. Okay, WNL and Bridgewater have already had theirs, so they now play the rest of the way. So if the Yellow Jackets can come in with a victory Saturday, get their bye week, and then here's how it's set up. They would host Washington and Lee, and let's say WNL beats Bridgewater on the 26th. If that happens, then a win by Randolph-Macon would give them sole possession of first place. But they'd still have to go to Bridgewater and win in order to get an ODAC championship. At that point, they'd have the head-to-head tiebreaker against both teams that are currently undefeated along with them. There's a round robin coming up the next three weeks after this Saturday. It'll be Bridgewater and Washington and Lee on the 26th. Washington and Lee comes here to Randolph-Macon November 2nd, and then the Yellow Jackets have to go up to Bridgewater. Very tough place to play. Jay Scroggins is having a fantastic year at quarterback for them, and that is on November the 9th. It is very possible that we could end up knowing who the ODAC football champion is going to be with a week left in the regular season, unless there's an upset or two along the way. So I know Coach Arusa and the gang, they have not even looked at any of that right now. They're just worried about taking care of Southern Virginia. And again, our live exclusive coverage here on the radio begins on Saturday at 1230. Really quickly, before we we turn our attention to football, I was down at Williamsburg for a bit earlier today at the Class 4 State Golf Championships. Uh, We've got the finals in. want to congratulate Jamestown High School. They won the Class 4 Team Championship. Monacan finished in a tie for third. And Patrick Henry 
What an upsurge for the Patriots golf program. Congrats to Coach Dave Hudak and, and the entire team. They were able to finish second in their region, qualify for states. They finished seventh overall in the states. And for Jessica Rathbone, she finishes in a three-way tie for third today individually, shooting a one-under 71 on a challenging Williamsburg National Golf Course. That's a USGA golf course. Uh, Jessica had a fantastic round of golf today. And, of course, she still has the state girls' championship still to come in a couple of weeks and also want to congratulate andrew wilkinson he fired a 66 back in the region final last week to qualify individually for the state i know things didn't go quite as well as he wanted it to today he ended up with a two over par 74 but he finishes tied for 13th overall at the state level and of course i know his older brother ward wants a great golfer at hanover very proud of him and we congratulate andrew and jessica and everyone at patrick henry uh, for a job well done there. The two, four, and six state championships were played today. The one, three, and five state titles are tomorrow. So uh, the, the those of you in Henrico County thinking about deep run, et cetera, et cetera, uh, they hit the tee first thing in the morning over down in uh, Williamsburg again at Williamsburg. No, no, I'm sorry. They hit the tee. Uh, class five's at the other one. Class three is at the Williamsburg National Golf Course. They're hosting three and four. But great job to Andrew, to Jessica, and to all of the golfers, Monacan team, Patrick Henry team as well. All right, here's what we're going to do. Calvin, we're going to take our final commercial break a little early tonight. And when we come back, we're going to spend the last 15 minutes of our show talking high school football. We'll quickly go over the brand new NBC 12 RBA Sports Network Big 12 High School Football Poll. But we'll spend the bulk of our time talking about the latest region standings that came out today. Who's up? Who's down? Uh, who's got work to do, who looks good for the postseason with just four Friday nights to go until projection night on November the 8th. So we'll do all that after our final commercial timeout. Back in a moment, you are in the red zone. In the red zone. We'll take a short timeout. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to the Mater. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Buy your next truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet on Route 1 has a truck for your lifestyle and budget, including the new Trail Boss Silverado. The Trail Boss has a special off-road package with a Rancho shock lift, unique blackout rims with aggressive tires, and a 355 horsepower V8. Check out this bad mamma jamma online at LuckChevrolet.com. Call 798-9261 for details, then stop by Luck Chevrolet for a test drive. Lux Chevrolet, since 1916. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Wouldn't 
wouldn't have surprised me if they were playing this in the locker room, the visitors' locker room, for number one Highland Springs on Friday night. A great one versus two matchup. We knew it would be, but it worked out a little differently, I think, than many of us thought it would. As we spend the final quarter hour of our show tonight dissecting the latest in high school football as we head down the stretch. Highland Springs down 16-0 at the half after three turnovers. Very uncharacteristic for the Springers. And then Manchester drives down the field, takes half the third quarter, doesn't score, but pins Highland Springs at their own one-yard line. So here's the situation. You've got a quarter and a half on the road against a defending state champion to make up a 16-point deficit. Well, Highland Springs gets on their motors, and they go down the field. They score. Miss a two-pointer. It's 16-6. Get the ball back. They go down, score. Miss a two-pointer. It's 16-12. But then in the fourth, they take the lead for good, and they end up winning the game with 26 unanswered. Highland Springs 26, Manchester 16. What does it do? Well, we'll talk about the regional impact in a moment. Right now, though, the first uh, look at the new NBC 12 RVA Sports Network Big 12 High School Football Poll. Number 12, one new team into the poll this week, and that would be the Titans of Cosby. And I'm going to tell you something, fans, going to be brutally honest right now. If you'd have told me on August the 30th that at one point this year Cosby would be in our Big 12 poll, I probably would have laughed at you, simply because Cosby looked so off kilter so bad in their opening loss that we had here on the game of the week at thomas dale opening night labor day weekend but they haven't lost since they went undefeated in september they get an 18-15 win over powhatan on uh, friday night on a last second field goal and they now at five and one and going into a huge game this friday uh, is, uh, now go into our poll at 12. Up to 11 is now thomas jefferson tj gets the win over jm in that rivalry matchup they stay the top seed in Region 2A. Douglas Freeman with the loss to Deep Run to go to 5-2 and two, falls from 9-10. to 10. Benedictine, who got the win over Collegiate, you heard that here on the Mater Friday afternoon. They move up from 10-9. to nine. Thomas Dale holds at 8. Monacan holds at 7, both winners last week. And the top 6, well, there's only one change. First, Deep Run is still at 6 after their win at Douglas, uh, at Douglas Freeman to put them unbeaten still at 6-0. and oh. And they'll be favored in their final four affairs. They've got Mills Godwin this week, then J.R. Tucker. Then they have surging Glenn Allen November the 1st at Glenn Allen. That could be a tricky one. Glenn Allen finally making some moves and playing the, the type of football that we expected them to play all year long the last two weeks and two very impressive victories over Mills Godwin and then on Friday night against Hermitage, who after a strong start, they are going 2-1. and one. They've lost four in a row and are on the... Well, they're on the precipice. If you go, if you lose your sixth game in Region 5B, there's no way you're going to make uh, the postseason. Louisa stayed unbeaten with a win Friday night, and they stay at five at our poll. We had Verina on the air here on the game of the week. What an impressive performance against Patrick Henry, 48-10 the final. They're now 6-1. and one. They have Henrico at home this week, who dropped out of our poll, by the way. And Verina is holding steady at four. Here's the one change that we have. Manchester does drop one spot. From two to three with the loss to Highland Springs. No shame there. But because Hopewell has looked so dominant against all comers, everybody from uh, Class 6 Thomas Dale, uh, they, they, they handled uh, IC Norcom without a problem, the team that eliminated them from the playoffs last year. And, of course, Travion Henderson right now, the odds-on favorite. If he keeps up the pace that he has right now in terms of scoring, uh, he's going to put up some numbers that are going to be probably record-breaking in the central region. He has 24 touchdowns in six games. He's averaging four touchdowns a game. It's amazing, and that's why he's getting now deluged with Division I offers. So Manchester to three, Hopewell up to two, and Highland Springs, of course, stays 
at one. Now let's go through quickly the latest region standings. We'll begin in region 6A, where Cosby, with the win last week over Powhatan, moves up one. And they're now in fourth, just a bit ahead of Lanstown, who is now in fifth. Thomas Dale dropped, even though they won, they beat a winless Meadowbrook team. And this is where strength of schedule comes in, fans. If you beat a team who hasn't won, you don't get any bonus points for any wins they have because they have none. But if you beat a three-win team, you pick up six bonus points. That's two points for every win your opponent has up to this point. And if they win future time, then you're going to get two more points for each win that they get. That's why strength of schedule is so important. So Thomas Dale falls to six, but they're only a third of a point behind Cosby for fourth. Now, here's the deal for for this week. Cosby uh, can separate themselves with a win Friday against L.C. Bird, an L.C. Bird team that now is on the outside looking in and in a bit of trouble at three and three over in Region 5B, which we'll get into a moment. But uh, Cosby's never beaten L.C. Bird. They played since 2007, and they are still looking for their first ever win over the Skyhawks. This is an opportunity for them not only to vanquish that losing streak, but more importantly, really solidify um, their their hopes down the stretch to pick up a few more wins. They've still got Manchester to deal with. Uh, and hopefully get not only in the postseason, but right now, see the postseason started today, they would have a home game in round one. Now, Region 5B, the one everybody likes to talk about, Highland Springs jumped up to one. They are one point ahead of Deep Run, who moved up to second. And then a point behind them in third is Manchester. So 31 and a third for Highland Springs, 30 and a third for Deep Run, and 29 and a third for Manchester. All based on the Virginia High School League rating point system. And all of these rankings and standings and exclusive analysis about them, what they mean going down the stretch, right now on rbasportsnetwork.com. You can read all of our comments and get the full standings. The headlines from 5B this week. Are the top four really separating themselves from the rest of the pack? Verina is fourth. They're a little less than two points behind Manchester, but they have Henrico, who's four and three, coming up on Friday night. They still have to play Highland Springs closing night on November the 8th. So the Blue Devils, with a couple of wins, could really vault themselves into the picture up near the top but they'd have to knock off the Springers in order to do that. But they are two and a half points ahead of number five seeded Prince George, who's at 25 points. And then it gets crazy. The uh, five through eight seeds currently are separated by one point. 25 points for Prince George in fifth. Douglas Freeman now sixth at 24 and a half. I know it sounded like I'm quoting stocks. Uh, Matoica down to seventh with uh, everything shaken out this week. They're at 24.167. And then at an even 24, Clover Hill, who beat L.C. Bird for the first time in 22 years back on Friday night. And that knocked Henrico down to ninth. So if the playoffs had begun today, Henrico would be on the outside looking in. But they are less than a third of a point behind Clover Hill. So Clover Hill trips up. Let's say Henrico, even if Clover Hill won this week, I think if Henrico beat Verina, uh, Henrico would be back in the top eight simply because they beat a team with six wins and there's 12 bonus points to add to your formula. You put all the formula points together and then you divide it by the number of games which are played. And a quick reminder, Highland Springs will be dividing by nine, not ten, when we get to the end of the regular season because games against private schools do not count. And they did play, <clears throat> excuse me, Avalon of Maryland back on opening night. That's going to affect Lee Davis, too. More on that when we get to Region 4B in a moment. On the outside looking in now, 9 to Senrico, 10 is Glen Allen, who are surging. They were 13 a couple of weeks ago, and now they're at 22 points, only two points out of first place, 
And, you know, you look at their remaining schedule. Let's say they get a home win November 1st against Deep Run. They could keep rocking and rolling and finish at 7-3. and three. They could stake a claim for a postseason bid. Elsie Bird's in the exact same situation, though their schedule down the stretch is much tougher uh, than Glenn Allen's is for sure. They're at 21.5. Hermitage, 2-5 and five at 21 points. But the problem is, having played seven games and now haven't had five losses, Hermitage needs to win out, and they may need some help. Nobody with a losing record is going to make the playoffs in Region 5B. That's the problem also with the Atlee Raiders. Dropped to 13th with the loss to Henrico. They have 20.5 points. So they're three and a half points out of the eighth place spot. And realistically, first, they've got to beat Lee Davis Friday night in the rivalry game. They've got to beat uh, Patrick Henry. Excuse me. They've got to beat Hanover in their rivalry matchup November the 8th on closing night. And they've got to be either Verona or Highland Springs to have a shot. If they lose to both of them, I just think there are too many teams ahead of them uh, in this crowded bunch that we have between fifth place and 13th place. It's only separated by four and a half points. So there's going to be a lot of jockeying there uh, before the season is done. Mills Godwin hanging on at three and four at 20 point. 286. Midlothian, J.R. Tucker, Meadowbrook. Meadowbrook is out of the postseason. Um, and Tucker and Midlothian are hanging by a thread right now. Region 4B, Louisa still stays undefeated. They stay with a comfortable lead over unbeaten Eastern View, even though the Cyclones have won seven. And Louisa's only won six. It's strength of schedule. And Louisa, with that big win over Massaponics, <clears throat> that's excuse me, one of the reasons why they've had that big lead now, about two and a half points, trying to uh, go down the stretch and, and get that number one seed. Problem, though, is that Louisa's last four opponents, three of them are under 500. Eastern View, their last three opponents are currently three and three, five and one, and four and three. So let's say Louisa slips once, Eastern View wins their last three games. Cyclones could catch up and take the one. Then there's surprising Spotsylvania, a newbie to the region. They're in third all by themselves coming off of their bye week. They're looking to try to catch either Eastern View or Spotsylvania. And the best way to do it for the Knights is to beat Eastern View. They play each other in a couple of weeks. Monacan moves up to four. Patrick Henry slips to five, about a half a point behind Monacan, and just behind them by a tenth of a point. Here come the Generals of Dinwiddie. I told Dinwiddie General fans on On the Sidelines Extra on the NBC12 Facebook page a couple of weeks ago when they lost in double overtime to Prince George. I said, don't panic. Even though you're one and three, your chances to make the playoffs are excellent if you can get on a run and get some wins. And they get two wins, and now they're back in the top eight in sixth. A point behind them in seventh is Huguenot, and just a fraction of a tenth of a point behind them in eighth is Chancellor. Powhatan drops to ninth. And that's not good news for them. They are now 3-3. Three and three. They've lost two straight. They need to find a victory here uh, to try to get back at the top eight. And Lee Davis is still alive. They're in 11th. They are currently about three and a half points out of first place. Here's what's working against Lee Davis. They have four games to go, but only three of them are going to count because they play St. Christopher's on October the 25th. So they got to beat athletes on Friday night, which will be our game of the week. they got to beat Patrick Henry in the Tomato Bowl November the 8th. Uh, and they got to basically win out in the final three games involving public school teams, and they might even need some help. Uh, but they, the possibility is still there. Region 3A, Hopewell, as good as they are, they can't shake York. They're only a third of a point ahead of them, and Phoebus is still in the ranking, too. 
just about a point, 1.12 points behind them in third place. Petersburg dropped out in ninth. New Kent right behind them in tenth. So both the Trojans and the Crimson Wave have some work to do. Goochland still number one in Region 3B. In 2A, Thomas Jefferson with the win over John Marshall. They hold on a point and a half lead over now number two, Pocosin, who got a big lead, a big win on Friday night. And now suddenly they're a team they've got to look out for. Not away had a bye this week. They get back into action. They have a big game against uh, Goochland. Not away could pull off that win. Uh, they could be knocking on the door at number one. King William in fourth. John Marshall slips to sixth and Amelia to seventh. And again, you can see all of these regional rankings right now and our exclusive analysis on the playoff race at rbasportsnetwork.com. That's rbasportsnetwork.com. A couple of minutes left here on the show tonight. little, uh, um, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Sausage making. That's it. Calvin, are we hitting the close at 58-51 or 59-51 tonight? At 59. Uh, thank you much. I got two and a half minutes to promo our weekend. Triple header action to Friday and one Saturday. Here's the lineup. Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock, a special start time for the On the Sidelines pregame presented by Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance. I'll sit down with NBC 12 Sports Director Mark Davis. And if you, These are the weeks, these final four weeks, where you really need to join us for the On the Sidelines pregame because not only do we preview what's going on in high school football for that Friday night, we talk a lot about the playoff implications of each game. So if you really want to be in the know, Join Mark and I for the On the Sidelines pregame, again presented by our friends at Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance, beginning at 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Then Jacob Vaughn will be live at Fork Union Military Academy. Collegiate taking on Fork Union. Collegiate now 4-2, and two, but still in that top four in Division One and VISAA. They could beat Fork Union this week, get a home win over Norfolk Academy the next week. I think either win or lose against St. Chris in the traditional rivalry matchup on November the thir- uh, 2nd. Uh, I think they'll be in business in terms of making the postseason. But they need two out of three here down the stretch. So Collegiate Fork Union here on the Mater at 3.30. And then I'm going to join you in primetime at 7, where we will have Lee Davis and Atley, both at 2 and 4, both right now in desperate need of a win to stay in the postseason race. Lee Davis in 4B, Atley in 5B, and we'll have kickoff at 7 o'clock. And if we have time, if the collegiate game ends in time, we'll have the the on-the-sidelines pregame again at 6.30. And then Saturday, we go to Buena Vista. Voice of the Yellow Jackets, Marty Wilson, and I will have the call as it'll be Randolph-Macon at Southern Virginia, their first-ever meeting as ODAC rivals. And we'll begin at 12.30 with the Lux Chevrolet pregame, and that includes the final word before kickoff with head coach Pedro Ruza. And we'll have the call of Yellow Jackets nights coming up at one. So another very busy football weekend coming up here. Doubleheader high school football on Friday. Randolph making college football on Saturday here on the Mater. Next week, Tyler Johnson, Lee Davis head baseball coach and one of the newest members of the Lee Davis Athletic Hall of Fame will be with us live. We'll be talking about the upcoming World Series. We'll talk about fall baseball in the high school ranks. And we'll talk about the honor that he just received this past week. Congratulations to Tyler. You can see the class of 2020 right now listed at HanoverCountySports.net. My big thanks to uh, head coach Josh Merkel of Randolph-Macon Men's Basketball for being with us tonight. Also, thank you to We Think and Inc., to Massey Wood and West, and, of course, to our friends at Sports Page Grill for hosting us once again on this wonderful Monday evening. Big thanks. Thank you to Calvin back in the studio. I'll be back with you for party of two coming up at nine. And we'll talk to you Friday night on the game of the week. Have a good night, everybody.
In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.